And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Your reports are with you early Wednesday morning. Allison Lucan is here. Hello. And our people, you should know this. Our producer Danielle is out <laughs> in California. It's early for us. It's crazy early for her. So we appreciate. We her. love her. We yes. appreciate her getting up and and making this uh, this all jam uh, together seamlessly, which is not an easy task sometimes. Um, Blue Jackets, Allison, it's starting to get rolling here. There's uh, news around the Blue Jackets. It seems there always is. We'll get to the um, development camp. We'll get to the Traverse City uh, tournament, which is we're leaving here shortly uh, for that. But let's start with the news that the Blue Jackets made uh, this week by not great timing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the second week of September, making a coaching staff change. Uh, the man that they hired in late June, Sylvain Lefay, had an issue with with getting a vaccine. Um, it's not a medical issue. It is it is a personal choice of his and I believe his family's to not get the vaccine. And the Blue Jackets reached a point. The NHL has a mandate that coaches be vaccinated, or they can't be within twelve feet. I think it is of players. Well, if you're a coach and you can't be within 12 feet of of players, that's going to be hard to coach. You can't be in the dressing room, realistically. You can't be behind the bench. Can't fly with the team. And in the in the brief and pointed words of of general manager Yarmo Kekalainen, we need a coach. And so Savan Lafay was fired, replaced by Steve McCarthy, called up uh, from AHL Cleveland, and the Blue Jackets. Again, barely a week away from training camp, um, have changed their coaching staff, or at least the dynamic of their coaching staff. McCarthy gets a one-year deal. Um, yeah, th- this is not ideal, Allison. <laughs> tell me what you make of this and what the ramifications are. Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, it's interesting that it came down to the wire, um, but I, I think it's the right decision. I mean, listen, this if 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 people want normalcy or whatever they consider normalcy, we have to take protective measures and every individual has the right to choose which measures they want to take, but then there can be ramifications and consequences to that. And, um, 
I think it stinks that it happened so late. I, I feel for this coaching staff, particularly when they're all new and trying to form an identity and trying to form, you know, the, the plan for this coming season and, and a camp and all of these things. But my goodness, I mean, he, he must feel quite strongly. I mean, an opportunity to coach in the NHL at any level isn't something that grows on trees. So um, he misses out on his opportunity and the Blue Jackets. I'm going to be interested to see what 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 Steve brings because it's funny you said called up, right? Like this is a this is a whole switch for him too, and and it ripples down to the monsters. So um, yeah, it, 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 the timing sucks, but I think that it was the right decision um, given the situation that we're all living in right now. Unfortunately, yeah, and they couldn't wait any longer. I mean, it, it had reached the point where if you're not vaxxed by now, and they, you know, this was announced on Monday, it, it, it didn't just crop up on Monday. This has been an issue for a while. Um, if, if he's not vaccinated by now, by really a week and 10 days ago, then he wouldn't be available for the start of camp. I think it's a 14 day right. a stretch before the vaccine fully inoculates you. Um, so, yeah, and, and it's not just Columbus that's been affected by this. Rocky Thompson in San Jose, assistant coach, uh, is no longer on staff. Now, it's been reported in some circles that there is a medical reason mm-hmm. that he can't take the vaccine. The Colorado Avalanche, I believe, terminated a minor league coach. Yes. Um, for the same reason. I, and the sense I got middle of last week is that there were several other teams confronting this at at different levels of their organization and and so it some of these haven't been announced yet there may be more to come maybe minds have changed and people have gotten vaccines when posed with the with the conundrum do i am i willing to to stick to my principles whatever those are based in to give up my six-figure paycheck um maybe some people are are caving and, and getting them but in some cases, teams are waiting until they've got a – let's say the Blue Jackets did. I, I think they've known for a while that Sylvain Lefay was not going to get vaccinated and was therefore not going to be with them. But they waited until they had a replacement uh, in place to, to, to make that half the story mm-hmm. um, and announce it. So who knows where, where this is going. The, the, the other maybe more interesting aspect of all of this, and it's a little murkier – Allison, I've heard now from two sources, Yarmo Kekalainen being the third, that an overwhelming number of players who are you would anticipate being Blue Jackets this season are vaccinated. Some mm-hmm. NHL teams have, have made note that 100% of their roster is vaccinated. I don't get the sense that the Blue Jackets are there. They're, maybe there are some issues, some last-minute issues, and we may have some surprises coming here but it appears that the players overwhelmingly have gotten the vaccine and i'm wondering if that is a, a surprise to you a pleasant surprise or or not a surprise you know i mean listen i i <laughs> will keep my my personal opinions out of this i think that it, it's it's not a surprise i think it's good um i think it's and i think it's more an interesting dynamic that it's a, there's a little bit more fluidity for the players. And I certainly understand that the players union comes into this and there are other factors into the league, not being able to just mandate vaccines across the players. 
But but it is interesting to me. I think we're seeing again, like I said, with the coaching decision, we're seeing that some organizations, and in this case, we're talking about sports teams, are putting down some very strict guidelines if you want to be able to return to quote unquote normal life. And we're seeing some teams put into place guidelines for if you can even come into the building to watch the game, be it a negative test or being fully vaccinated. Um, there are some different rules for some different organizations. And as you said, what I, what I think is actually more interesting is that teams are coming out and, and celebrating 100% vaccination rates. We saw the Carolina Hurricanes do this. They announced that on social media saying that 100% of their roster is vaccinated. Uh, that might be the pleasant surprise to me. Um, that it's that it's becoming something that's embraced. And, you know, again, these players are are facing potential financial ramifications. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but if a player misses time due to COVID-related circumstances and they are not vaccinated, they are not paid for that time. So That'll you know again. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Listen, I still remember having to get vaccinated before I could go to elementary school. So, you know, again, there are requirements um, to fill a job. Employers have rights to make decisions based on the decisions their employees make. Obviously, there is a union involved here. I'll be interested to see if players don't all end up getting vaccinated. I mean, we remember, too, the, the in my opinion, strong words from Max Domi, who has um, health concerns where he expressed his sense of relief in getting vaccinated last season. Um, and, you know, Yarmo Kekalainen, and you had this quote, um, you can expand on it. You know, Yarmo was offered some strong words about what if players don't get vaccinated, how that, at least right now, in his opinion, could impact roster decisions, lineup decisions. Like, obviously, some of that is to the coach, of course, but we're not messing around here anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, right. And if you're a fringe player, I mean, I was surprised that Yarmo was as clear as he was with it. Mm -hmm. He uh, asked him if a player's refusal to get a vaccine could factor into roster decisions. And, you know, he does. this isn't a guy that speaks recklessly anyways. He usually measures his words. He he yes. really measured. He, the old saying, measure twice, cut once. He measured two or three times <laughs> with, with the pause. And he said, yes, I think it would, yeah. Now, I, I think the NHLPA may have something to say about that, right. but I also think it's a message to guys that are considered sort of borderline guys, or guys with two-way contracts, or guys that maybe fringe players that spot in third and fourth line or fourth line up and down from Cleveland, maybe healthy scratch guys on the. There, are you worth it to them? Right to take that chance. Now, when the cuts come down, they I, I highly doubt they'll say. Yeah, he would have made the team, but he's not vaccinated, so get the hell out. But you better believe, like, if there's a guy in the group that presents a larger risk and he's and he's deemed to be just not worth it. Right. Sure. Now, I don't know if you send that guy to Cleveland and let them assume the risk. I'm not sure how I – but I don't know what the team can do if a player has a contract. Right, right. I mean, they, it's a guaranteed contract, so you're paying him. They may decide just stay away, stay away. Yeah. We'll pay it. I think it gets a little, and this is where the the whole uh, the whole idea of principle comes in. If it's a top six guy, then I think it's a much tougher decision for for teams because this is a, sure. a difference maker on your team, and it's a lot easier to tell the fringe fourth or fifth line guy 
stay away than it is to tell the guy that you're banking on making one of your top right. two lines work. I, I go back and forth with this with like with with uh, Sylvain Lefay. Like there there is a part of me. I, I don't. I his decision I think is a wrong one. I'm vaccinated. I fully support it. I I I turn many things over to science. I think we trust doctors. We we trust institutions. This is this is kind of how we've gotten through here. But there is a small part of me says, you know what? I I do I. There's a principled part of this that I, if he puts his money where his mouth is, yes, where he doesn't believe in this, and again, I don't agree with his thought process. However, it is that he arrives at not thinking the vaccine is a good idea. But I, you know, the worst thing, I don't know. There's something there that says the guy who doesn't want to get the vaccine, and it doesn't matter how much you're going to pay him. I go, oh, you know what? I respect. I guess I disagree with your with your premise, but the fact that you're willing to put your money where your mouth is, I guess is like, okay, I wish him luck. I wish him health more than anything. I wish his whole family health. Um, and it's too bad. It, it didn't work out here. Cause I know they were excited to have him on staff. Um, he seemed a, a, a good dude and I enjoyed talking to him, but uh, wish him well. And the blue jackets have moved on. Steve McCarthy, Allison is the guy that's always interested me. Um, you know, we, we, I remember saying this about Dalton Prout, the Blue Jackets defenseman. He was born a generation too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the money that kid would have made 20 years earlier as a badass yeah. physical stay-at-home defenseman when you really didn't – when one of the two guys on your pair really didn't need to be able to skate all that well. Um, I think McCarthy was born a generation early. Um, his style of play just wasn't – he was a puck mover, slightly undersized. Not an offensive whiz by any stretch, but a puck mover and a skater. He's the kind of guy people are looking for now. And and he's a 40-year-old retired coach who gets an opportunity uh, to coach a young, should be a pretty good skating Blue Jackets uh, core of, of defensemen. What, what should we expect um, from, Steve, from a Steve McCarthy coached Columbus Blue Jackets blue line? I think that's, I honestly don't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, and that's kind of the, you know, again, I know that there's some, well, there's, there's quite a bit of, of belief that this is not going to be the best season in blue jackets history. Right. Um, this is a, an organization that's taking some time to recraft, to build back up to a position of strength, but in a way that makes this kind of a scenario also fascinating and exciting because we don't know what this blue line will look like under this coaching staff. And I do think it's exciting. And I think that it's going to be very interesting. You know, we, we talked last episode about Zach Wierenski stepping up and becoming a leader and a voice. I think to your point, you know, a younger coach coming in, putting his thumbprint on this side of the team. I think this could be a very collaborative process and a very exciting process to watch. And again, when expectations aren't through the moon, you have a little wiggle room there, right? You get to try some different things. You get to, to maybe make some mistakes and not get away with it, but make some mistakes and it'll be okay. And you try the next thing. So I would like to think that we're going to see, I'm not talking about like overhauling the world here, 
but some progressive, some maybe some fun, some exploration, particularly as we've talked about with these D pairs being a question mark right now of how this defense plays, how do they capitalize on the strengths that they have? And to your point, how do they bring in that more progressive, transitional, active, um, offensive defense together under a whole new coaching staff? I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, because they've got some guys. They added Seth Jones out the door, of course, but they've added some guys. Jake Bean can move the puck. Yep. Adam Bogfist can move the puck. Yep. Um, you know, the one thing the one thing I think is so crucial with young defensemen, especially like Bogfist, is that he'd be able to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We, we saw it early on with Rusty Klesler, where this was an offensive defenseman when he came up. And he was so overwhelmed at the start that his first two seasons in the NHL, he learned to just survive. Yeah. And his game started to develop through the idea of surviving. The offensive stuff basically shriveled up and died. Yeah. And you just want a guy to be able to, I'm not saying just play through a caution to the wind and right. and not give a shit if he coughs the puck up, but be aggressive, try some things, continue to push that aspect of your game. And to your point, they're in a, you can turn this over to the kids a little bit. Yeah. Where, look, this is not a Stanley Cup team. It's probably not a playoff team, but you got to, you have to play as though that's the, the goal as the players, but you want, you want players to be fully them themselves and their skills to develop on both ends of the ice, not just sort of uh, conform to a, a style that they need to survive in the NHL. So that today is, is a three, two loss rather than a four, one loss. Right. Right. Um, so I don't know if any of that makes any sense at all. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Allison, one of the really fun things ab- yes. about having the Blue Jackets, well, it's a fun thing anyways, but about having the Blue Jackets in this um, recharge mode, as you mentioned, is you start, you look at their prospect pipeline now and you go, oh, well, that's nice. Whereas <laughs> not long ago, you looked at it and went, oh my, is there any, hello? Is this right? On? Right. Right. Um, and part of that is Traverse City now. This this uh, so excited. These yeah, it's and again Traverse City does not need Blue Jackets prospects to be an awesome time. True, but if you're going um, this year, you've got Cole Sillinger there, you've got Ch- Chinikov there, you've got several other players. Those are the the two 
top of the heap, not first round draft pick, um, real bright prospects for the Blue Jackets. And we'll go through some other players again, but the idea of going to Traverse City now, not with a roster full of interesting prospects and fill-ins, but with some really dynamic players that should put on a show in that setting. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, like you said, that Traverse City does not need one bit of commercial selling from either of us. We both love that area and, and all that's up there. But it is a special, cool time. Um, and and what I am interested, so for people who don't know, usually this tournament has, it, it builds, right? It builds to an actual championship. And there there is no championship this year. It's just a round robin, right? There's no champion, right? So I think it's going to be a little bit of a different feel. And I kind of like that. I'm kind of excited about that. And I, I always really like this because this is, this feels so purely hockey to me because you're in the stands with family members of these players. Um, you're me, you've got, you know, front offices from all the teams that are involved, all like right there, you're walking past them out in the lobby. Um, but I like seeing, I like seeing these guys really hungry, but also it, it's pre-training camp, right? So they get to still be a little bit big dog. Yeah. Before they have to go up That's against right. NHL players. And so I like seeing that. I like seeing who's going to step up. And yes, this is quote unquote, just a prospect tournament. And we always laugh at the guy who we think is going to be amazing coming out of Traverse. And then we never hear about them again from a variety of teams. But I enjoy seeing this group of players every year come together, form an identity, whatever that is, mesh off the ice as well. And then, like I said, who starts to say, I'm seizing my game. I'm going to take this opportunity. Um, it's, it's, and it's just so much fun. And it's you're right there. You're right on top of the ice. Um, there are some great names on this roster just for pure hockey puns. Porty. I am so excited. I can't even wait you're for the puns it. I have. You're I'm loading so them up already, aren't you? I'm, I'm already ready. I'm already ready. Um, but, yeah, it's a great tournament. And like I said, I, I want to see – it, whoever shines in the prospect tournament is not necessarily top six NHL bound per se. And whoever doesn't shine isn't a failure either. That's a real thing that happens. Um, but I really like seeing who pops um, over the next, what is it? Four days, five days, four days, four days. Yeah. And I've always, I've always said when, when you meet a blue jackets fan, if you ever get an opportunity I mean, a lot of them are, this is not a full Blue Jackets roster, obviously. And many of these young men will go on to have pro careers, but you may never hear of them yes. again. But if you, if you love hockey mm. and you're looking for one last break before fall and winter arrives, I don't know of a better, really a better weekend getaway then this tournament, I almost feel like I'm on the Traverse City Travel and Tourism Board here. But it is it, it, it the level of hockey, it's hard to get your arms around. For many of these guys, especially the young players, this is the 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 richest talent that they have ever played with. Yes. It's like a a CHL all-star game, but it also has players from I'm looking at the Blue Jackets roster, Norway. Czechoslovakia, Russia. Um, it's really high level hockey, and yet 
it's the first game in many months for many of these guys. Yeah. And there's a wide range on the roster. There's guys begging to be noticed by all of the scouts. Yep. So the pace of it is insane. Yeah. And it it's highly unpredictable. Every year you get the eight to four game yeah. with <laughs> yes. four fights. Right. Yes. Um, and some guy you've never heard of who has five goals and you want to hear of him again. How is that possible? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. The, the the style of play is is fantastic and the pace is incredible. And part of that is because you're so close to the action. These rinks are are it's a, it's a wonderful facility, but they're not oh, NHL so rinks. Fun. You're you're so close to the to the action. Um, the Blue Jackets, and the other thing that's great about this too, and one thing one thing that's um, clear through the Kekalainen era in Columbus is this used to be purely a send your kids up to play, and then Traverse City would has this classic old timey board in the lobby where they note the winner of each year's tournament and GMs increasingly are like, you know what? I want to win that goddamn tournament. Yep. And they start yep. loading up. Yarmo Kekalainen loves to win this tournament. Like they're they always the Blue Jackets always stretch the bounds of what are considered the parameters for this. <laughs> for yes. the, and I remember Ken Holland bitching if not too long ago when he was with the Detroit Red Wings about how Columbus would would do this. And I think it was under a Kekalina, but there, there are guys who are here this year who have had significant AHL success last season. Tyler Angles on the roster. Carson Meyer, I think is 25 years old, is on the roster. Um, Josh Dunn is on the roster. These guys played full AHL seasons last year. Columbus wants to win this thing. Um, and those guys are here. Those I mentioned those three forwards. They're in addition to um, Chinikov and Sillinger. Um, and then you've got on, on defense Tim Burney, who's a, a prospect for the Blue Jackets. Uh, Ole Bjorkvik Holm, the defenseman for the Blue Jackets. Jake Christensen, who's looked great so far in development camp. Um, so it's a, the, the one question for them is what's up in goal. Um, Daniel yeah. Tarasov may or may not join the team. Apparently he had a, a vaccine shot late and they're just sort of waiting for him to, to get through that. I get the sense he may join them later in the tournament if possible. Um, but Allison, this should be fun. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I mean, again, we, it does sound like we are the Traverse city chamber of commerce here, but it's just, it's just such a great experience. It, it really, you go up there, it's cooler. It feels like fall and, like you said, even though you know, and we've given every caveat in the world at the player level, at the team level of how this isn't necessarily a gauge of, of who's the next great NHL player. It's this little bubble of hockey and you become so invested. You care about who gets the C, right? You care about, you know, who plays, who plays well. Um, you do see the front office guys get in it. And Correct me if I'm wrong, It's because it's been two years since we've been up there. Columbus is tied with Detroit for the most titles in the tournament, I do believe. I don't know if they're tied. They've won it five times. They won, they won it two years in a row once. Yes. Um, but and I yes. think they've won five. But, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're kind of the scoundrels of this thing. It's wonderful. As I'm an organization, which you don't you – don't, <laughs> that's not usually – that's not certainly the case in the NHL – um, Allison, the last two days at development camp. Now, um, it's in, 
it's impossible to draw conclusions from development camp drills. But yes. here I go. I'm going to draw conclusions out. Here we go. No. Um, my God, Cole Sillinger's wrist shot. Mm-hmm. My God. Um, yeah. <laughs> Every, the, these practices are so totally unfair to goaltenders. Yes. Um, and by the end of it, it's like they both need a standing eight count because it's just constant breakaways, drills. They're getting pelted from from everywhere, just golden, glorious scoring opportunities. But I'm telling you, Sillinger's, he's scoring on um, well-disguised wristers from the top of the of the circle that's just bar down. Um, and these are, he has this, ten, he looks, he's, he straightens up as he's skating in, and his body waist up doesn't move when he, when he lets one go. Nice. And it's just a, a, a the reflex, the normal take it easy on your wrister is kind of pretty damn impressive. When he really wants to let one go, you go, oh, my God, like it's it stands out. Um, and I, I'm not smart enough, frankly. I, I don't I don't I can't pick out the mechanics of his skating that gives some scouts an issue. I know it's there. I know. And they all agree that there's a a hitch in his skating that just doesn't look right. They don't think they quibble with the fact that he gets where he needs to get, but they think he could be faster if he fixed a couple things with his stride. I don't see it because I, I, again, that's not in my, in my wheelhouse, but the kid moves as well as anybody out there. And he has been, he has been really impressive. Chinikov, listen, the, the kid is, the kid flew, got here on September 7th. We have a story going up later today on him, by the way. Um, he's 10 time zones <laughs> from where he from where he lived. Uh, did you know that Russia, Allison, mainland Russia has 11 time zones? Well, it's massive. It's massive. I, I know, but like, think about that. We have four on yes. the mainland. Um, I was also told yesterday you can fly, you can take a 10-hour flight in Russia and still be in Russia. Amazing. That is amazing. Um, he's in a different world right now. We ch- had a chance to speak with him yesterday. Uh, upbeat, friendly, humorous. Um, yeah, and he's, you know what? Full marks to the kid. Lots of other people in his position would choose to make more money and continue to develop in Russia. He's taking the plunge and, and wants to do it here. He's going to be in Traverse City. He's looked really good the last couple of days. Um, and then as you would expect, and I've got some words on Carson Meyer too, but as you would expect, Tyler Angle and Carson Meyer, uh, two AHL guys from last year have really stood out. Absolutely. And you know, it, it, it's funny when you say these things that this is where it gets interesting to see who the coaching staff taps as the team's leaders, right? For the tournament. Um, it, as you talk through it, you know, I could see Carson definitely getting a letter. Um, and, and like I was saying before, to, to your point with, Sillinger and Chinakoff, and it, you want these players to come into this tournament and get some real confidence behind them. It's just that next step. It, it's they've got that shot in practice. Now they need to get that shot against an, opponents, against players who are actually trying to stop them. Um, but you know, again, this this is what's so exciting about it, and it's you know, this is what's cool too. And you and I were talking about this before we recorded, but you know, Chinikov not only comes 11 time zones, 
um, doesn't have much English, right? Kudos to you for for bringing in um, translator support to to get the story that you got. Um, that's that's all you, and that should be heralded. You always manage to find a way. Um, but I like this too from a from an acclimation perspective. You brought this point up. You know, this is good. Like, come in, start to feel a little bit more of the culture, find some ways to communicate, and who steps up to help bring him into the fold, just as well. Um, this is all so key. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I, I'm already excited. I'm bummed. I'm not coming up till later. You get there first. I get there second. So Gavrikov, the night that Chinikov is drafted, calls him Mm, mm -hmm. and they have a brief conversation and it ends with Gavrikov saying, here's my cell number in North America. Here's my cell number in Russia. Call me if you have any questions or need anything. Nice. So there's the first welcome mat, if you will. Yes. Um, there's nobody else. There's no one. Go- nobody going to Traverse City, uh, at least on the Blue Jackets. That's Russian. Um, but unless Tarasov makes it up there, and, no, exactly. Um, but you know, hockey is is such a fascinating thing. Um, Elvis Merzlikin speaks Russian, mm-hmm. and Elvis has also been coached extensively by Bob Hartley with the mm-hmm. Latvian national team, and Hartley was Chinikov's coach last year in Russia. Yes. So they have Bob Hartley in common. And if you know Elvis even a little bit, um, he his his world is a welcome mat. <laughs> right? So true. It's I so mean, true. He, he is an open book, and he always has room under his wing for somebody else is the sense that I always get. Um, it was, so one last bit here. Carson Meyer, of course, the Powell, Ohio native, uh, it seems like he's been in the organization forever, and he, it hasn't really been all that long. He has taken a long and winding path to today. Uh, the one thing that just jumped out yesterday when we had a chance to chat with him is either Carson Myers is buying smaller T-shirts or he is <laughs> filling them out more than he used to. He looks like he swallowed steel this summer because he is – Bulked up. I mean, he he's always been sort of a thin, uh, quick, whippity kind of wrist yes. shot, find space kind of guy. Never a bang and crash uh, for pucks and win board battles necessarily. He didn't. Not that he avoided them. It just wasn't his forte because of his his size. He looks like he's he's more fitted for the corners now. Um, and you know what? He's a guy. I think you. I think he's a guy who's trying to answer the question of what just what he is. Yeah. In in the pros, because you know the, the, he's got a shot. He's got a hell of a shot. But everybody in the NHL top six does. Yeah. So is he that? Does he have that kind of offensive skill that he can be a top six, top nine offensive player? Or is he going to need to learn to do other things to give himself a shot? And I, I think his his bulking up is an allowance that that other parts of his game he can't just get by as he did in college with I score the goals. He may have to find another path to make it in pro hockey, especially the NHL. Yeah, and it you know it really is an interesting story when you look at the totality of his career because he's he's had to constantly adjust. Right, you know he goes to Miami. He gets ill. He can't play well there. He has to try and come back from illness, changes schools, 
Then he comes up to the pro level and, you know, then there's been this COVID season. So it's, it's really a fascinating journey of, of who he's going to be. And I, I don't mind him getting size on him either. You know, I, I think that this is a kid who, well, he's barely a kid anymore, right? (laughs) But this is a player who I think needs a little bit more of that edge. And and I would suggest he needed it even a little bit more um, in his college play um, from when I watched him at Ohio State. And that's not to say he was not a, a good player, but I think that this is a smart path for him. And just if you look at the way the league plays, and I've talked about this before, I'm very interested to see how an, a return to 82 games affects everyone in this league. Because this hasn't happened now for two years, basically. And I think that to that point, preparing the body for the demands of a full season of play, whether he stay at the AHL level or end up you know, coming back to an NHL level contract and play – he needs this, and I think it's it's a good step. Yeah, and you would I would suspect Carson Meyer, um, Josh Dunn, who we saw in Columbus mm-hmm. a little bit last year at the end of the season, and Tyler Angle are probably the the leaders of this group in terms mm-hmm. of their veteran status. Um, mm-hmm. You'll like this, Josh Dunn, his his younger sister, because every Dunn must play hockey. Yes, his younger sister had a recruiting visit to Ohio State. Uh, last weekend as she should yeah i guess she's an incredibly talented player much like her siblings and she went uh they went to the oregon ohio state game well it was though a loss uh josh dunn was amazed a at the number of people there um just the atmosphere so it was a good recruiting visit for josh dunn as well and his future with (laughs) With the Blue Jackets. But I would suspect Dunn, Angle, Meyer are the, sort of the veteran leaders in Traverse City. Maybe they, yep. uh, maybe Bernie uh, on yep. on defense. Um, but it should be it should be a competitive team and it should be a hell of a lot of fun. Allison, anything else to add? I, I have my list of restaurants that I'm going to hit in Traverse oh. City ready to go. What is first I'm- on the list? Smoke and Porter, baby. Smoke and Porter. I love the, I have a real issue with ampersand businesses. Listen. But I'll take your word for it. The Porter representing the beer that they sell. I, I Well, I'm, I'm not a beer drinker, as, as you may recall, but it's just, it's so good. And then we already have our spot for, for the Browns viewing. We're going to go back to the same place as we used to. And there will be no beer there. None. Because the Blue Jackets all. have a game later that evening. And That's correct. You have to be sharp to watch the prospects play. That's correct. Yeah, that is. Correct. So if you're up in Traverse City, give us a hello. Uh, we'll we'll be around. We'll look forward to seeing you, Allison. Should we schedule something as we've done in the past, like a, a Blue Jackets a gathering in Traverse City, maybe one evening? Uh, you know, we, maybe we talk about it. Let us know on the social if you're going to be up there because it, with the schedule being a little different this year in terms of when the off day is and when it isn't. Um, it may or may not work, right? But yeah, let us know if you're coming. And if we get enough interest, we'll we'll put something together. How about and, that? And Monday's out because right after that, heading, back, heading back to town quickly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. All right, folks, the season is drawing near. And Exciting. And it is confirmed because Traverse City is happening. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to our producer, Danielle, for getting up early. I assume she's still awake and listening. <laughs> um, and we will be back with you next week. Thanks so much. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.